When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hi, friends. It feels like so long goes by in a week. Feel that? I think maybe especially in contrast, because in January, I posted a new podcast episode every single day. And then now to go seven days in between, I mean, that's like 600% longer. Some, some, It's some significant amount longer. Anyways, hello. What I want to talk about today is a read, a read that I book, a book that I read. I'm tired. It's been a long week. <laughs> I want to talk about a book that I read. And I don't do a ton of book reviews. I've done a couple. This one really left an imprint on me. And by the way, you're listening to a podcast and that podcast is called Liz Gets Loaded and it's about money and anxiety. Just in case you were wondering what we're doing here. Okay. The book that I read is called Dying for a Paycheck and it's by a Stanford professor named Jeffrey Pfeffer, P-F-E-F-F-E-R. And Jeffrey Pfeffer wrote a book called Dying for a Paycheck. And I ended up picking it up because I heard about it on the Rich and Regular podcast with Kirsten and Julian. And I can't, I wish I could remember better what they said about it. They mentioned the uh, the book in one of their episodes and it sounded so interesting to me that I started, I think the next day. And let me start by, by telling you why it made such an impression on me. One of the first parts of the opening of the book talks about a grocery store, I think in California. And the grocery store is doing a bunch of renovations. So they're going to close the store for six months and change the inside of the store and the outside of the store. And they had to file an environmental impact report and talk about the landscaping that they were doing outside and what kind of plants they were using and submit a study showing what the impact of these changes would be on the environment. Makes sense. This is a normal thing that we expect companies to do. And then the author pointed out that the store was going to close for six months and Some employees would be able to be reassigned to other nearby stores, but a lot of them wouldn't. And so the employees of the store would be out of a job for six months. And while the business was required to fill out a report and do a study about the environmental impact of the renovation on the store, there was no requirement at all for them to report or study the impact of lots of people not having a job for six months. And often I find the very best books or talks or experts just take something that it's not like I didn't know that, but I never thought about it in that way. And I was like, wow, that is wild. And he goes on to talk about the epidemic of work stress, which I am no stranger to, and I'm guessing you aren't either. And, oh, you know what? I think that's what they were talking about on the Rich and Regular podcast was the the connection, sort of the comparison between like smoking as a public health epidemic versus work stress. I think that's what got me interested in this in the first place. Anyways, he talks about how work stress is terrible for you. And, and there are other things that are terrible for you that collectively we've decided to do about or the government has decided to do something about. So for example, warnings on cigarettes, just as one example. But work stress, it's just kind of something that we accept as normal. And his point is that we shouldn't accept it as normal and it's not normal. So I loved this book. 
I loved it for that mind shift and I loved it for the way that it, it changed the way that I'm thinking about work stress and will like forever. I will say before I sat down to record this, I, I just Googled it to read a couple other reviews. And <laughs> a, a lot of the reviews were mentioned, mentioned that the, the book's a little bit dense and a little bit repetitive and it could get a little bit boring. I did it as an audiobook that I listened to, I think mostly in the car, ironically, while I was commuting to my corporate job. <laughs> but and I think audiobooks and reading with your eyes are very similar, but I think an audiobook sometimes makes it easier to sort of mentally skim past when something's gotten boring or repetitive. So if I was going to pick this one up, I would do it as an audiobook. I really recommend it. So of course, I thought that opening example was really powerful. And then he talks about a couple of the high level things. So a couple topics, one big one was work-life balance and the fact that we all get online and are expected to check our messages around the clock these days, which I will tell you, I've been trying to do less of, and it's feeling good, like not having my phone beep or buzz or ping every time I get an email or Slack, I think is probably good for me. Another thing that he talks about a lot is health insurance and what a problem it is that your health insurance is tied to your job, which I fully wholeheartedly agree with. It is so silly that your employer gets to make decisions about how much your health insurance costs and in some cases what's covered and what's not. And I thought a particularly interesting part of the book was when he talked about how workers make choices about the jobs that they want to take based on the health insurance and that that actually ends up harming the economy because in a perfect world, oh, I'm forgetting the term that he used, but it was really good. <laughs> and he was talking about how, so the, the needs and the interests of a worker changes, right? So like what I was doing in my job 10, 15 years ago is different than what I'm doing in my job now. I have more skills now. I have different interests now. And at the same time, what businesses need is changing, right? What a business needs today might be different than what they needed 10 or 15 years ago. And so in a perfect system, workers are circulating and working at one place for a little while and then moving on when their interests change and they find another business that has a need for what they want to do and what they're skilled at doing. And having your health insurance tied to your job interrupts that because you're less likely to move around and you're less likely to circulate if let's say your existing health plan covers this one thing that you really need or you've already hit your deductible and you don't want to switch mid-year. I have often like thought about and read about why it can be good for employers to provide great health benefits, but I hadn't again heard that problem framed in, in quite that way. I thought that was really interesting. And then there's also, I know I just said that it's good for workers to circulate, but Another big thing that he talks about is just how impactful layoffs are and that when you measure the impact of layoffs and you control for everything else, age and overall health and all the other controls that you can put into a study, people who are laid off do worse on all kinds of different health outcomes for the years following when they're laid off. And his argument is that layoffs don't actually end up usually having a good economic impact for the company. I was curious about that. I wanted to read more about that. I don't think I quite understand enough about economics <laughs> to, to, to follow that part exactly. But, and, and I've, I've talked about this before. I mean, I think losing your job, I, it really is a traumatic experience. It's awful. It is the worst. And it is up there with 
having someone pass away in your family or getting into a car accident. It's really, really impactful. I was thinking about, I just did an episode of Inside Out Money with Maggie a couple of weeks ago, if you haven't listened to it. And it was about leaving jobs, whether that's voluntarily or involuntarily. And I think overall, what we were trying to get across is, hey, like kind of be ready to be laid off (laughs) because it's really common and it happens to a lot of people. And if you've like updated your resume and you've grabbed contact information from people that you already work with and you've beefed up your emergency fund and you've done those things, it's not that it makes losing your job any less traumatic, but it's like one less thing to worry about, right? You can focus on processing that stressful event without also having to worry about like how to pay your mortgage or needing to update your resume or or all those other things that maybe, maybe you've prepped for ahead of time. So I wanted to talk about this book because I thought it was so interesting. I feel like I got so much out of it. Jeffrey Pfeffer has, I think, written more than a dozen other books. So I'm definitely going to be checking those out. The next one on my list is called Leadership BS. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what that's like. If you've read it, I, I any of his books, I guess, let me know if you have thoughts. You know where to find me on Instagram. You can send me a DM. And this week is the two-year anniversary of the Liz Gets Loaded podcast. So if you have enjoyed listening, a great podcast birthday present would be a podcast review on Apple Podcasts. You could leave one like the one from the GGGK who said, genuinely, this is an enjoyable little piece of the podcast world. What a sweet way to put that. Uh, A sweet little piece of the podcast world that I love knowing about and hope that more people find. I hope that more people find my podcast too, but not too many, like not too many. (laughs) I would love, like right now I'm getting, I think around 700 downloads per episode and I would love to get to like a thousand. That would just feel like a nice round number. I don't want to get, I don't, I just had a, a reel on Instagram get picked up by the algorithm and watched a million times. And, and that's when you just get people yelling at you about really silly things. So I don't want that, but like you, who's already listening now, like I want you and your friends, people like you, they're welcome. Don't tell people who aren't cool about the Liz Gets Loaded podcast, but tell all your cool, normal, reasonable, kind friends who have a good sense of humor. Okay. This is an exclusive club. Anyways, I have loved doing this for two years and I've had so much fun and thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening so much. That's all I got for you this week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. 